Elevated Results podcast is produced and edited by Level 4 Podcast Network, a downtown Colorado Springs studio that you can trust to get your voice heard. Welcome to the Elevated Results. I am Zoe. This is Amber. And sitting with us today, we have Chef Andre. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Hello. The restaurateur behind Pig Latin. Um, you have a restaurant, Pig Latin Casino, and then you have Anjou in Kauai in downtown Colorado Springs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, been doing those for uh, Pig Latin for like two years now and um, Anjou for like two months. So, yeah. yeah. So basically, you're popping. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that. But Brand new whip just hopped in. <laughs> so um, it's courtesy of Amber that we have such an incredible guest this week. How do you guys know each other? So we work together. He's my employee. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, but <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, so we work together at Kawadi. I've had the pleasure of meeting some of the coolest people that I could possibly work with in town, and you being one of them. We were discussing last week um, who we could possibly bring on and talk about, you know, kind of get steer away from just talking about the gym or like subs or whatever, whatever, and maybe get more into the food side of things. And like even just being like a business professional, like running a business, like how that goes and I was like you know what I think I know somebody <laughs> yeah who stays out of the gym the most it's me <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really happy you brought that up because I, I do want to talk about that for just a hot second and then we'll get sure. right into the really good stuff you may notice this empty spot on the couch next to me um, or you'll be missing Zach's voice because Amber and I are flying solo today and he was really upset I was like it's not the same without you no and he told me you said the same thing, Amber. And he's like, no, it is the same. It's the three of us. I'm like, no, man, like without you, there'd be no the elevated result. Like, yeah. So we're it's, not it's like you. we're like kind of elevated. Yeah, but not all the way. Yeah. Zach's at the top of the mountain. We just need to get like cardboard cutouts when like someone can't make it. That would be perfect. That'd be tight. A friend of mine just got married and her brother lives in New York. He couldn't come for the wedding Mm -hmm. because he would have had to quarantine at his job for like a month afterwards. Um, So they got a cardboard like little like stick of his head and they thought it would be like head sized, you know, but it was actually huge. Ginormous. (laughs) So (laughs) that was at the wedding. It was really funny. We need one of those. Yeah, we do. Actually of all of us. Yeah, that would be a fun picture. And I'm imagining like the the ad on the side of the bus right now, like all of us with our little faces. I would just carry both the yours around, so it's like <laughs> I'd never not see you. You'd never guys. be alone. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, to Amber's point, when we started the elevated result, the goal was really to bring a little bit more visibility to our brand, Elevated Nutritional Performance. So obviously, it was going to be a heavy fitness focus. After I think this is our 15th episode, right, Kev? 15? 15 weeks. So we've been doing this for 15 weeks, which is incredible. Yes. Thank Um, you. Thank you. And what it has kind of evolved into for us as creators is more about like the drive and the goal setting and the success, what it means to be successful and help others be successful. And also like so much our love for local, you know? Yeah. And so like we talked about last week, what we have found is talking to our athletes, like the people 
who we really admire in the fitness world, they also have like side hustles or they're successful in something else because that same drive that like allows you to crush it in the gym is like also driving you in other places in your life. So we think it's just pretty like natural now that we kind of start talking more to people who we admire, like in business. So this is my first time meeting Andre. Oh. Um, but I've been going to the food truck oh, since it started. Like back at Nano, we'd wait yeah, for you guys yeah, to damn, come. Nano, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you open up um, your restaurant location, like we're so excited to go up there whenever we can. And as Thank soon you. as I found about um, Anju at Kawadi, like when Amber was training, yeah, I just knew it. Like I love Korean food awesome. and I love your food. So to see like Korean from you as a concept was so exciting. Cool, cool, cool. And it does not disappoint. Thank you. We're still working on it. We appreciate <laughs> it. Was that. So good. So um yeah, so that's it. As far as where the podcast is going, we could probably spend a whole episode talking about like those things, but really it's mm-hmm. like the drive, the success, and like being local. And to me you embody all of that. Awesome. Andre, um, I'm so. honored to be on here with you guys. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I love, I love uh, talking about community as well and, you know, being part of podcasts and I've been on a few other ones and this is by far like the coolest looking set. Like you guys have it's the official. lights. Yeah, I love it. Me I love and Kevin it. just made official. eye contact because he knows I'm going to thank Level 4 Studios for being the best podcast network in Yeah, town. that promise that you guys made to stop doing that is not going to be oh, a thing. It's just letting you know. But all the guys who go to Level 4 Studios for sure. Yeah. They have, um, so Kevin and Kim, his wife and partner in crime, have set up the coolest space. Yeah, it's a dope spot. I like it. Awesome. So this time I didn't say it. Andre said it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, let's get into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, So... Uh, <laughs> Just start anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I grew up in New Jersey. My parents uh, are from Colombia. They immigrated to the States and met in Jersey. And, um, you know, kind of being, a, I guess, like a a byproduct of, you know, immigrant uh, culture in the East Coast, I think it kind of just drove me to like always reach for more and always want better and always like try to make my family proud kind of thing, you know. And, um, you know, so that was kind of always what I, what I, what I dealt with, you know, my dad and my mom and like most of my family were just janitors, you know, and they put us through college. They put us through, you know, they, we all like own our houses now and stuff. And so like, you know, it's always like try to do better. And, um, coming out here, um, so I joined the military and I came out here and, um, you know, once I got out, I was just like, man, like I want to go do some culinary stuff. You know, I want to be a chef or I want to be a sous chef. That was my goal to be a sous chef. <laughs> and, uh, I That's was like, kind of ironic now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, I just want to be a sous chef and just want to like, you know, cook or whatever, cool restaurants. And then, uh, when I was doing that, some, one of my friends was like, yo, uh, you should try out to be on the great food truck race. Like they're, 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 uh, they're casting or whatever. And I was like, all right, sure. Whatever. And so I tried to get on there. Didn't make it, but I had all like the stuff planned already for it. And, you know, all the menus made and whatever. And so, uh, my ex and I, we you know we apply for the show. We don't get on there, and we're like, dude, whatever. Let's just let's just start the the food truck instead, and um, just see what happens. And so I quit my job, and I was just like, whatever, I'm doing it. And um, it wasn't doing very well at all. <laughs> I was doing horrible, you know. And uh, I was like, shit, like, what do I? What do we do to make it better? So I just started going. I went back to school. Um, I was already like I had already graduated from culinary school, and uh, so I went back for like some business classes just to make extra money, honestly, because like G- the GI Bill was paying me if I went to school, and so I was like just to make ends meet or whatever. I just do that, and um, suddenly I guess just so we just we kept hustling or whatever, making specials every week. You know, try to just keep the customers engaged, doing our marketing and everything, and um, 
suddenly like the uh, guy from Harry's uh, TV show like hit me up and they're like, yo, uh, I heard, you know, we're going to be in town and you guys want to be on the show? And I was like, what? yeah, of fucking course I do. <laughs> why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I be? It's free marketing, you know, like. I don't care how ridiculous he looks, you know? And so like, we're like, yeah, sure. We we want to be on the show. And, uh, they got us on and like everybody was just like losing their shit about it. And so, uh, we got extremely like, we're doing pretty well before that. And then once that happened, it was like just batshit crazy. Like everybody was just, that's pretty amazing. So so you started the food truck. It wasn't doing well. Then you went back to school and then business started to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. It started naturally picking up a little bit. I was wondering, I was like, Dang, it wasn't doing well, and they were like, "Hey, you would be on our show." No, 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 <laughs> I was like, no, wow. no. Wow. No, no, like we were doing well, but like just like not growing as fast as mm-hmm. I wanted us to grow. But we were definitely growing. Like every time, like we would like make something, I was like, "Oh, we sold out of the special." You know, like comments were good on Facebook. This is back in the day before you had to like pay for a uh, spot for ads and all, and for like for people mm-hmm. to see your business page. And so uh, I was just engaging with all customers on all platforms, just like you know, I was like answering every single email, answering every single comment and just, you know, everybody kept on talking about us. And then I think that's when I guess Guy Fieri's, you know, whatever, uh, noticed this and then they were like, yo, you want to be on the show. But, um, from then, you know, we just, I was like, yo, we're hustling too hard to, to, uh, to be working so hard to be able to have such a little downtime, you know? And so we're like, yo, I need to open a restaurant. I need to open a restaurant because I'm not trying to do this for the rest of my life. You know, I already spent like six years in the army and I was like, yo, I'm already like, I'm still behind a curve, you know? Like yeah, I started six years after everybody else, you know, finished with high school or whatever, you know? And so, um, I was just like, yo, let me just start something. I talked to my own boys and he was like, yo, I'll invest in you. It's cool. But then, um, some stuff happened. He had to pull out. And so, my other business partner he came out of nowhere. Um, he was just like one of my customers at the time. And he was just like, he talked to my real estate agent that I was talking to to get some property for the restaurant. He's like, yo, I got somebody that uh, is interested in owning, in uh, working with Pig Lion with you. And so he links me up with him and um, like we talk or whatever. And we're like, yeah, fine, let's do it. Let's do it. And we open up Pig Lion instead of a shopping strip on uh, <laughs> on the north side of town. It just it used to be a bakery, you know. This is like yeah. desolate, this desolate shopping strip. We're like, man, we got it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out because it was it was gonna save us like a hundred thousand dollars just to open up, you know. And so because it already had refrigerators and had plumbing and sewage yeah, and sure. electric and all that, and we're like, yo, we'll make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's better than not making it happen at all, right? And so better than not trying. I mean, and so we did it, and like day one you know, it was like like we took us like two months three months to build the place out order but like literally day one it was a fucking line out the door like place was like you couldn't even walk inside the restaurant you know um that was that happened for like we we're supposed to soft open for uh for two days and then shut down and we just like we never had a grand opening because we just, like, just soft, stayed we open. just stayed open from soft opening it was a shit show it was bad <laughs> like that losing is- my voice i was like working like 15 hour days at, like for like a month you know and just like going to sam's club in the morning like because we ran out of food because we, we didn't think we were going to be that busy <laughs> and i was consistently happy like every day was a higher sales day than the day prior and we're like That's damn awesome. can we keep up can we even keep up and then um like six months later we finally caught up <laughs> and <we're> like <laughs> shit all right um now nah, not even six months because like we st- we started in january and we we're slammed and then um of what year 2018 yeah, okay, like the nice. end of January 2018 and we're just like alright cool it should be alright cause it's cold and it's winter or whatever like we shouldn't be alright but it just became like this really warm small restaurant and so yeah. everybody was in there keeping each other warm and um it was just packed all winter long and then summer came and we're like yo we can't handle summer and then it was just a shit show in the summertime <laughs> and then we finally took our break like in like October or something like that kind of 
and then just now i think we're starting to like have like on a regular stride now okay that is so crazy to me because so i moved here december 28th 2018 Okay. And um, I had known someone who was here. We had mutual friends from back home in Oklahoma City. And she lives like up in Dublin area. And she's like, let's go to this place called Pig Line. I'm like, tight. Tacos? Who doesn't love tacos? We pull up and I'm like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. This is like a little small. I just, whatever. I'm not even going in the inside. Walk inside. I'm like, this is a tight little vibe, you know? Had a great time. Everyone that worked there was cool as heck <laughs> me trying to not cuss oh is that that's, that's mom approved no you're you're totally good oh. um so and I had a great time the vibe was awesome the people was awesome and that was like when i just moved here too and then like, two years later i'm working at kawadi with you and then people are like pig line, pig line. i'm like whoa like this was this is like a popping place like yeah. this is like well known and super popular and everyone goes there all the time and this guy's like a god yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so that's like crazy to hear too that like because you would think that it would have been open like way longer than just 2018 with the hype that Pigline has and how much people love it and stuff. So that's like super sick. Um, really good for you. Like that's Thank tight you. because right. there's because so I mean everyone has been to Pigline and everyone loves Pigline. Seriously, so it's like it's so deserved. And I wanted to. I have like one thousand questions for you but i think that the you have contributed in such a positive way to the food scene in colorado springs thank you at a time when like it it just was right on the verge of like kind of exploding and there you were like hustling but more than that like your product your food is delicious so like where did that come from like even your recipes with the truck like was are those family recipes is that stuff that was living in your head so how did that come about so i don't really like roll with recipes too much okay um it's more of just like so i don't know like food the restaurants i guess you can say and the food truck are just kind of more of like a creative expression for me and like especially with the food truck i just I don't know if this is appropriate to say or not, but um, I would just like get stoned and like, and, like be like, yo, what do I want to eat what, today? Yeah, what do I want? That's and, awesome. And, th- and then at the same time, would just be like, yo, what is lacking here? You know? Yeah. And then I would just like go around eating different restaurants and stuff like, yo, like I wish they did this like this, or I wish they had that, or why don't they have this? Because where I grew up at in Jersey, it was just mad, like Latin people everywhere. And same. we had, you know... Dominican, Cuban, Puerto Rican, Colombian, Peruvian, whatever, like all on one block, you know, and like, and just like, this is for like three miles, you know, and you just eat whatever you want, whenever you want it. And then, uh, just coming out here, I was like, man, like, especially during that time, it was just a lot of food was lacking or it just wasn't, you know, in a, in a very accessible, uh, area or accessible to, 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 to information, I guess. So the I information agree. wasn't accessible. I agree with that. So, like, so hard. I grew up in Las Vegas. Okay. So it's the same. I mean, food from any culture, anywhere, all the time. Yeah. And there were so many things I had a taste for that when I moved to Colorado Springs, I'm like, yeah. What? What? 
Yeah, like, yeah, where, yeah. where do I have to go to yeah, get for this sure. food? Like, and like, I'm like digging around to try and find like hints of those things yeah. that made me feel like home for one and totally. this food I enjoyed to eat for another. And so Pig Latin was one of those places. Like awesome. I, I haven't had food like this for years of living here. Awesome. So I'm, I'm finally so happy to like have it. Right. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people feel that way because Springs is just growing for by sure. the day yeah. and people are coming here like wanting yeah, so what like, they want. So like, I was in the military, like I said, and like I was just like super homesick. You know, I was eight. I was like nineteen when I got here, and I was like, man, I don't know anybody. You know, nobody's. I don't know how to. I mean, I can cook, but I lived in a barracks. I couldn't cook anything. You know, and I was just like, yo, what do I eat when I'm hungry? And it kind of just kind of stemmed from that, like trying to be able to provide that service to people like that are coming here. Like, because I was always like, man, there's mad military people here all the time coming and going. And then their families stay here or they don't stay here. And people visit and they're just like, yo, what do I eat? Yeah. And so I was kind of just like trying to provide that that service to fill that void with just anything, anything, anything possible that I would just like creative when I was just like stoned or not stoned or whatever. Just be like, yo, I'm going to make this for the special. I'm going to have this on the menu. It's too easy to make. There's no reason why no place in town should be selling, shouldn't be selling it, you know. And so I just kind of kept going with that state of mind. And then uh, when I was building the menu for the restaurant, I was kind of just more like, yo, what worked at Pig Latin? What specials did I have that were really popular? Which ones weren't? I started asking my customers like through like Facebook posts and Instagram posts having polls it's like yo out of these specials which ones would you love to see permanently on the menu and i kept on doing that and got creative with other things and then did like tasting parties in my house or whatever and uh eventually we kind of narrowed it down even after we opened like some items came off the menu some items got put on the menu um or they got modified and uh you know it's it's definitely always evolving um how often do you touch the menu at the restaurant? Like probably about once a year. Okay. Yeah, just once a year. It's not too bad. Because, I mean, like, there's so many people, like we were saying, that coming and going here that is, I think it's unfair to constantly change the menu because what somebody's talking about today, they may not be available next month. And then they're like, yo, you missed out. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many a couple places in town that do that. And it's, yeah. it actually is kind of difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I don't know. Like, if you have food that works, why not share it with everyone instead of just being like, yo, I'm going to make something else. Like. Well, these people haven't had it. Why would I change it? It's cool to be known for something, too. For sure, you I know? I feel like it's pretty reliable, like, when I'm like, oh, I want Pig Latin. Like, I know exactly yeah, what I'm going to get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so we kind of try to do that and, like, have, like, rotating specials. Like, we just brought the risotto balls back for, like, three days, a few days ago. I saw that on Facebook and I was so excited. Yeah, people lost their <laughs> shit. They were just like, oh, shit, you got the risotto balls back or whatever. And we're like, yeah, yeah. So we saw, like, like I think it was, like, uh 200 orders in like three days so something like that i forgot it was, was that 400 yeah. risotto balls or yeah, 600 yeah, risotto yeah balls? exactly <laughs> so it was nuts um you know but we always tried to just like i don't know keep so like the the my my model has always been like yo like everybody should be able to eat good food no matter like where you come from no matter what you had in your pocket you know like you should always have access to to tasty food that brings people together you know and so um i find that sometimes difficult to to find in town because like you know if it's good food it's expensive or if it's good food mm -hmm. it's it's either like watered down or trying to like appease others and it's like yo just make the food for yourself the way it's supposed to be made and if people like it they'll come together and, and they'll, they'll they'll talk about your food you know and then people will enjoy it and if you're if you're working hard you know if you're like hard working people and you're in those kitchens making that food you should definitely be able to afford that food you know you shouldn't have to save up for two months just to go out to eat with your family or whatever so yeah. you know, we try to keep our prices down so that way everyone is able to to have a good time you know so i'm curious so obviously you're killing the tacos obviously and all that um but now you have a korean street foods place yeah 
And it's pretty impressive to do two completely different types of like foods and do very well at both. Um, and so what inspired you or like what made you think, okay, well, I'm going to do Korean food. Yeah. All right. So my ex is half Korean. <laughs> so my ex is half Korean. So we were married for like 10 years, 11 years. And, um, you know, I learned Korean food through her and I was like, dude, this shit is amazing. You know, like it's like the best food around. And so I like really got like an affinity for it. And I just, you know, decided to, to, to do that because I in no way saying that I make anywhere near as good Korean food as like the mom and pop Korean spots here in town. Like I don't go, I don't go to Anju to eat Korean food. You know, I go to the other places in um, an Academy or whatever, you yeah. know, and cause, <laughs> cause that's where it's at. But what I want to do with Anju is like, make it i guess you can say again accessible and like easy to understand so that way those other restaurants are like yo i had korean food at this place anju but i think i'm ready for like real korean food you know and like explore and go to these businesses like a little bridge that's cool yeah you know because like those businesses are amazing that's where i you know tasted the korean food and that like i still go to those places instead because that's the real shit you know like I'm i'm not trying to but, but if people have never been introduced to those flavors in a way that they feel safe and comfortable, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, then they're never gonna. I just tried. I've been going to the places on South Academy for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a place further up. It's like Circle and Galley. I know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah, and I it's never even strip knew. Mall, right? yeah, yeah, by yeah, Little yeah. Caesar. Yeah, exactly. That is Little <laughs> I Caesar's. never even knew that was a Korean restaurant yeah. because the signs in Korean, and I never read it for and sure. Yeah, one yeah. day I was on Yelp, and I was just in that area, and I'm like, oh. I'm going to try this yeah. place because it's well-reviewed. It's delicious. So we walk in, and of course, it's all Korean people eating in there. I'm yeah. like, this is going to be great. And it was. Like, yeah, for sure. Mind-blowingly it's delicious. Great, yeah. Yeah. You just got to like feel confident enough to go in there, right. and that's it. And I think a lot of people just don't, yeah. especially in a town like this. I think certain flavors are just kept in certain places, and yeah. it's not like widely available I, I totally like agree. Yeah. Yeah. so for someone to go to Kawadi, okay maybe they've grown here all their life they don't know about these little spots they don't have a taste yeah. for it they try something at Anjou because it's trendy and it's cool yeah. and the menu's easy to understand and they're like holy crap this is like super delicious yeah yeah exactly and then that's gonna just like bring up all the other restaurants in town yeah that's the goal it's hopefully amazing. yeah 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 like like yeah, for sure. Like, did what you have over at the restaurant? By the way, did you have the um, gins- I have at that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. got soup. Was it a ginseng chicken soup for no reason? It wasn't chicken soup. Uh, it was. Um, I don't know that. Like, I can't think of the word to the say, seafood? but. Uh, it was everything. It had everything. Okay. <laughs> it's like the army soup. Oh yeah, yeah army like soup. Yeah, yeah, army soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that's because what some people don't know about me is I'm like obsessed with like processed meat, like oh, spam yeah. and Yo. hot dogs and I like literally spam. anything. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, spam in your pocket. Yes, Yo, yeah, about to pull spam out of his pocket. Oh, it's a spam. Oh yeah, I forgot a spam mask. I love that. I yeah. There, but. So I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is good. And I went with my mom and, um, you know, she's, she loves food. She's not a super adventurous eater. So she yeah. got bulgogi, but like, that was also delicious. I'm like, this, this place is great. So cool. thank you. Yeah. But, um, man, I've eaten my way through the menu at Anjou yeah. and it's, it's not, it's not that large it's, though. It's no, right. but yeah. it's, it's good. Cool. It's so good. <laughs> and it's kind of what I want when I'm out, like drinking, yeah. So that's what it's exactly. So Andrew literally eat. means uh, Andrew means food that you eat when you're drinking. Okay. And so that's exactly <laughs> what I did it for. I was just like, yo, like. So I went to Korea to do some R and D in October myself, and uh, I went for like two weeks. 
And that's literally all everybody did over there. Just like Monday night, everybody's drunk and eating. And like <laughs> Tuesday night, drunk and eating. And it was the best two weeks. That of, sounds like heaven. Yo, right? it was so good. This food opens Asians at like four down, in the morning. Dude. And I was like, yo, I want to do this forever. I just want to eat and just like drink and just have a good time. That's it. Yeah. So obviously like running two places has to be stressful, especially considering the times that we're in. Um, being in the service industry right now is not easy. Um, I feel like this is the hardest thing that the service industry has ever had to go through absolutely um and me being someone that's an employee and not an employer i know my standpoint and my point of view and what makes me lose hair right now what's it like being i mean i'm sure there are like obvious general things that we know what it could be like to own two restaurants right now but kind of tell us like how are you able to like chill out and not freak out. And, and like, what are you, you doing adapted? to stay sane? Yeah, yeah. And how have you adapted? Uh, I wish I knew. I wish I had an answer <laughs> for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And um, it's definitely stressful times for sure. Uh, you know, like I just had to cut hours at work, you know, because we had to change our serving times and capacity and all that. And so it sucks telling somebody like, yo, you're, you're going to make less money than, than you did last week. You know, and I apologize. I'm doing the best that I can to make sure that you're getting you know, the hours that you deserve, you know what I mean? And like the, during the first shutdown, like the, the initial shutdown back, like in March, like I had to literally fire my entire Pigland staff. It was like 20 something people I had, I fired at one time. It was like a mass firing and it was just like That's the awful. saddest fucking moment I had. Like I, I was like almost like crying mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Um, we somehow pivoted, you know, with my business partners and we we're just like, yo, what are we going to do? How are we gonna make this happen? And we started just strategizing, you know, making to go, making to go cocktails, uh, minimizing the menu for the time being, uh, minimizing prep. Did the cocktails uh, help? Yeah, yeah, so much, so much. Yeah, people <laughs> were just getting trashed all COVID long. Yeah, like I got trashed all COVID long. I but, remember uh, like our first trips to Costco at the beginning of COVID. It was like toilet paper and fifteen <laughs> bottles of giant vodka. You yeah. know, like. Like, how much money can we possibly spend on Costco liquor? And it's not so much like that anymore, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've We were getting that. little, like, packets of drinks. Uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we had, like, to-go cocktails, yeah. to-go margaritas and whatever. And so we're trying, we're trying to push that again um, during these rough times. But I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but, like, I've been trying to push, like, hey, start drinking again, you know? Start, eating, <laughs> start, start getting start getting to-go's again. I mean, what like, else can you do? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you were doing it a few months ago. Just do it again if you want. Yeah, you know? if like, you want. I think everyone's in a little bit of denial. To be yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I totally yeah. agree with you. And I was like, yo, just just start before they tell you to start because you get a you get a head start. <laughs> you get right? a head start. You'll yeah. be better with the bad news. Really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The reality when of our situation <laughs> yeah. sinks in. You'll already have your to go cocktail. <laughs> yeah, you, know, no, you don't got to wait a line for those and shit. You know. But, so uh, tell me about because Kawadi just opened two months ago, right? Yeah. yeah, two months ago. Tell me about opening a business in the middle of a global pandemic what was that like oh, that was hard so uh i was in jail for like a little bit and uh <laughs> as i was in jail <laughs> um as i was there it wasn't it wasn't too bad but anyway uh, you only killed two conversation people no nah, it was just like 10 days that's fine <laughs> um just so, just long enough to think this over right for sure okay. so like as i'm in there and i'm just like shit like i don't i don't have anybody hired yet you know because we don't have any like 
any fixed opening dates because like COVID was slowing things down. I was unable to get supplies, unable to finish construction on time. And so we're like, yo, when are we opening? When are we opening? When are we opening? Like, oh, sorry, I got to go to jail. I'll talk to you guys when I'm back. <laughs> BRB. So, so during that time, I'm just like, yo, do I have staff? Do I have uh, my menu finished? Like certain things were done, but you know, it was crunch time and I was not able to be on site. And so it made it just that much more stressful. But um, luckily I had a good team you know, to get those things scored away from me and some people hired, but we opened up literally with myself and two staff members. And I was like, shit, we don't have enough people right now. And so we got slammed like the first few weeks and it was like, yo, we're doing like all of us, like 12, 13 hour days every day, overtime, left and right. And I was just like, guys, don't worry. I'm working on hiring people. I'm working on hiring people, but nobody wanted to work. Right. So, or nobody was applying. And so we were just like, dude, like how am I supposed to get my guys staffed up in days off? if nobody even wants to apply, you know? And so that was our, our, our major hurdle to, to, to cross. But, um, eventually we've got a good team together and that was good. And so we're in a good stride and then, you know, restrictions are happening again. And it's, it's difficult to, to, to make sure that my staff is confident in my decision-making because, you know, I can't make decisions until I'm told, you know, what's, what's up, you know? And so, you know, Luckily, you know, they trust me enough, you know, you know, for the two months where they've been working with me, they know that, you know, things that I'm looking out for them as well, you know. And so um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not difficult. You just, you just got to be confident in, in our product and our, and our customers and in our friends and the community, you know, but. What yeah. has business been like? It's been slow. It's been slow. I mean, we, we literally can't have more than 50 people in the building. So, yeah. When we have a giant yeah it's a giant basically warehouse yeah Yeah. and um at this point i just feel like everyone's losing money i'm like yeah i mean you're paying people to be there you're paying to keep the lights on you're paying to whatever and like this like i said this is me coming just from someone that's an employee and not an employer and i'm just like everyone's struggling yeah you might as well do us all a favor and just shut us down completely and and give us money to survive bring stimulus back yeah Yeah, because it's it's absolutely ridiculous and i mean it's so horrible that all these small locally owned businesses are shutting down because those are the ones that in my opinion matter the most and give a city or a town the most like like culture to right. it are, are those places the people that are from those places building those places up and colorado springs is growing so fast right now when i first moved here i moved here like three years ago so lame i mean oh, yeah. we have everything we have the prettiest Girl, mountains we I have laid, everything you could do 10 years ago it okay so that was worst. probably way more horrible 14, 14 or <laughs> all I, all, like all we had to do after eight o'clock at night was like go to applebee's for late night happy hour. I swear, it was so awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so now all So you these... know I'm all like, uh, I was like, pig Latin food truck at a brewery <laughs> was like the best thing that had ever happened to me in my life since I moved to Colorado Springs. <laughs> yeah, so now all these places that are owned by people that are from here and that live here and trying to, that have created this community, they don't have money to, I mean, for example, Accolade. Elevated yeah. and Accolade, I mean, that's like... We had a whole show and we were talking about how that's pretty much where like, yeah. you know, elevator was running out of there. Yeah. And now that accolade is being shut down. Damn. It's 
horrible because the, they say, oh, we don't have money. We have money. We're just not putting it towards things that really matter. We're putting it towards large corporations that don't build community whatsoever. Right. So, and it's the community uh, that's, that's suffering. And so I, I'm equal parts like so uh, like thankful not to be in like the food service industry right now because I feel for you like Amber posted on Facebook the other day like pray for your friends in the service industry because we're not okay yeah like the only thing I really feel that way the only thing keeping the service industry people together is the fact that we all know that we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's literally it. We just bounce around each other's businesses. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we do. And I don't, and, and people really don't understand like how much this whole industry is suffering. No. People really don't get it. I mean, no. especially if you've never worked in a service industry, they just think like, I mean, how can you blame someone for not understanding? But it's like, it's rough out here, dude. And I couldn't imagine like being in charge of multiple people and being someone's boss and being like, look, like, I mean, there's no sorry. Like you literally cannot do anything. And like, we're all pretty much dying inside and <laughs> well what's new we already I have was dying inside before every, <laughs> everyone in the service industry already is an alcoholic but now we are drinking ourselves to oblivion <laughs> i just found out today i heard that like a, another restaurant group downtown is like shutting all of their concepts and and i get it because i mean it's hard enough to anticipate you know, your food order and your liquor order and your business and what's going to impact it and all that stuff. Like when you can just count on people wanting to come or being able to come in. And so not to be able to do that and just not to know. Yeah. That is such a tough call, such a tough call. So, I mean, and everyone thinks that they know it's best to like, I know me and other people at Kawadi think like, well, why are we doing this? We could be doing this, but we don't, hear from like our bar manager or even like your employees they're probably talking shit you know like why is he doing this whenever like for sure you guys are trying to make the best calls to look out for your employees absolutely but there's literally no good call that you could possibly make right now it's all gonna we're all taking yeah because it's like keep your employees and spend all of your money in the next few months and you don't know what's gonna happen or let your employees go and pray for the best yeah, and it, well, just, anyway, we're praying for you. This kind of got a little dark to <laughs> No, for sure, it's fine. <laughs> but I do have like a it. huge amount of admiration for what's kept you pushing. Because I mean, how long ago did you start the track? How long ago was it? 2013. Okay, so eight years or total seven years. Seven years. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's weird. Like, did you feel successful the whole time? Not really. When, do you feel successful? No, not really. That's the thing. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's like people are just like, "Yo, why aren't you just like." I guess this is going to go dark again, but, um, but like, <laughs> no, but like, this, see, this is what the podcast, it started out real good. We were like, Oh, the gym is great. Yeah. <laughs> like over the past 15 episodes, we just got really dark, but I love it. So yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so, all right. Let me, let me ruin our day here. No. <laughs> so we were just like, yo, like, so why are you down all the time or whatever? Or why are you anxious? Or why are you stressed? Or why are you, you know, depressed or whatever? And it's like, dude, it's, it's like, it's, it's cool. owning a business is cool, but like, it's just another level or another, another type of stress, you know, like, uh, like just because I'm not like Amber talks shit like she'll see me and she'll be like oh you're actually working today <laughs> and I'm like whatever I'm gonna fuck off you know but you know like yeah I'm not I'm not working like you know cooking something or whatever but you know like 
I'm making sure that my staff is, is getting paid. I'm making sure that, uh, you know, things are getting ordered or whatever. Right. And so like when one thing goes wrong, it just like, it just, you know, uh, what do you call it? Domino effects. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, if this fails, it's like my livelihood, you know, it's not like I just find another job or whatever. It's just like, it's my livelihood. That's it. And so that's always like the major stressor on my mind. It's like, if I fail, all of my employees are failed now. It's not just my livelihood. Like my friend was like, yo, why don't you go to Jersey or why don't you go to Florida? Or I was like, bro, I can't. Like if I, for whatever reason, get COVID and, you know, Kawhi's got to close down or Andrew's got to close down. That's people not getting paychecks in an already tough time, you know, like people not having to show up in an already tough time. And so like, I just, it's, it's like magnified. Everything that I like do or whatever is like magnified times the, the, the amount of employees that I have, yeah. you know? And so that's like, the major stressor for me for sure or like if restaurants get shut down it's like all right well there goes my paycheck like so like i'm, I'm totally done like I, i'm not just gonna be like oh let me go work somewhere and like so you know work cooking somewhere that's all i've done like my whole life is just cook and so if those jobs are shut down like all right well i can't do anything so yeah i don't know it's extremely dark and so, sucks but yeah yeah whatever <laughs> i mean amber said this earlier but like everyone is going through the same thing and i think that like big corporations are virtue signaling hardcore like we're all in this together you know and you can yeah. just roll your eyes when yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a multi-million yeah. dollar yeah. billion dollar corporation but for real locally we really are and i've seen something super beautiful happening in colorado springs over the past you know however many months we've yeah, been yeah. living in this hell so like what keeps you going i mean besides for the obvious like pressure to keep going yeah yeah what has actually kept you um, positive in any way um, about the next day, the next hour? If you are being positive. Yeah, if you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, like, not wanting to to let, I guess I was going to say something, but I guess not wanting to let something that's out of my control control my life, you know? Okay. And, like... I would hate, not that it's not a big deal, but I would hate to like lose my life's work to a pandemic. <laughs> not that right. a pandemic isn't a big deal, but what I mean is like, yo, know, like I, I can't quit. You know, I can't just like lay down and be like, all right, fine. And, like, this is all happening. I'm just going to fail and just start over whenever the shit's over. Cause who knows when it's over. Right. Yeah. And so if it doesn't need to be over for me to succeed, that's, that's the, what I'm trying to get to, you know, just like whatever way I got to switch my strategy, whatever way I need to, um, you know, talk to my business partners about it and figure out what's the best solution for this. You know, that's what I'm going to do. I have no, like my, like I, it always comes back to like, yo, my parents, you know, like literally came over here illegally through like the bombers and shit. <laughs> and like in the sixties and seventies and somehow got me to where I'm at, you know what yeah. I mean? And so if they can pull that off, I should be able to pull off, you know, surviving a, a few months. You know and I, mean? I think that's true. We've been through uh, like a lot generationally because we're around the same age but like just the resilience that we have to show now i think is like the real shining moment like this really is our time to shine what are we going to do right now and i've seen so many businesses fold and not that that's the business's fault necessarily no, because it's i mean who can blame them for sure right but i what i have seen that gives me a lot of hope as a business owner and just as like a citizen in the city is the people that are pivoting and the people that are adjusting and just hanging in there are the people that like they're thriving 
and it doesn't feel like thriving because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. awful. But the fact that like you're still here showing up doing what you're doing, that's huge. And same for you. I mean, showing up for work right now, I know is like sucking your soul right out of your body. Yeah. Just, <sighs> dude, no, right? one, no one has a choice. Right. I'm thankful to have a job. I got laid off twice this week and that's the fifth time this year. I'm 23 years old. Like not to say that to be like whatever, whatever, but like that's kind of crazy when you put that into a yeah. sentence. It's like in one year. I was thinking the same. So when I passed my broker's test, I was driving away and the reason, so I just went to real estate school and I did that because I lost all of my income in March. Shit. It was all it was all gone. Yeah. And then the business that Zach and I run together, I mean Zach really runs it. We already discussed this, but <laughs> um our business together, we took it over last year the month our baby was born. So it's been all him running point on everything the whole time. But we were afraid because we had a brick and mortar store and yeah, people were not coming yeah, in. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you know how that feels. And I lost all of my supplemental income, everything. And it was the scariest moment ever. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go to real estate school because I finally have time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm trying to like make lemons out of lemonade or whatever. Yeah, of course. So I'm driving away. I passed my test. I'm so excited. My immediate thought is, oh my God, I'm starting a new career in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what am I thinking? I can't even like have an open house or drive my clients. <laughs> yeah. But then what immediately followed that was okay but if i'm gonna push and hustle now then i can do it at any time exactly no matter what exactly and so i think that like i don't know I, that's how i feel when i look around seeing people working really hard and For hanging sure. in there is like if you can do it now you know if you can drag your bones to kawadi to sling drinks right now amber like you could do it anytime ever so I wish it was more slinging. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine that place with only Ugh. fifty people. I mean, in that it place is huge. Yeah, but... it's like echoes and like crickets. Yeah, yeah it just, uh... it's whatever. Dude. Like I said, it's like the fact that we're all going through it together that keeps us like like it's almost like when I want to complain, I'm like, dude, shut up. Everyone else wants to say exactly what you're saying. Everyone already knows exactly what you're saying. No need to remind everyone else that we're all broke and we're going to die young. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Can I make a sticker out of that? Yeah, go That'll ahead. That'll be your next custom Super shirt. Down. We're all broke, broke and you're going to die young. <laughs> yep, we're all going to die broken young. Okay, so on Facebook, Zach said, what's up, guys? What's up, Zach? I hope you're still listening. <laughs> what's what up, you, Zach? What Way to bail, ask, you chef? nerd. <laughs> Give us a question. All right. While we wait for Zach, I do have a question. Um, So what would you say your core values as a business owner are? Like things that you can never go against that keep that make you the kind of businessman that you are? Oh, that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that. Um, I would say I'm always trying to be true to myself before trying to make any of my employees or my prospective employees do anything that if I, if I ask them to do anything or if I need them to believe something for my, to be employees of my businesses or to be committed to the restaurant, I have to be committed to it myself. You know, I would never ask them to like, to believe in something that I don't even believe in. And so that's what I was saying earlier, like for the people, you know, like it's always like, make sure that you're taking care of your community. So that way it takes, you know, at the end of the day, it's taking care of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So something like that. I don't know. I guess you could say. And oh, if you want to think about it a little longer, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also when you're hiring or you're, you're looking for a staff, like. Are you applying? 
Or? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to work for you. Thank well, you. Right. <laughs> um, when you're when you are interviewing people or whatever, there's obviously a general like consensus of what people look for whenever they're whatever, whatever. But what is a deal breaker for you in hiring someone? <laughs> Ooh, that's another good question. That's a good question. Amber uh, coming out of some damn. hot takes tonight. Okay. My septum piercing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, deal breaker. That's a good one. Um, somebody who's like racist or someone who's um super privileged. You know, where it's like, yo, if you don't understand what it is to struggle. You can't be in here because you got to understand that there's going to be some struggling ass times up in here. <laughs> and if I ask you to do something or if you need to to understand someone coming at you that is struggling, you know, either, you know, if somebody's, you know, has is a dollar short and he, they're hungry and like whatever. And if you can understand what a struggle is and you just like, oh, get the fuck out of here. You don't got enough money. Like That's tight. That's that's I not cool. That. You know what I mean? And that's so, tight. I think like it's so ironic because there's really no room for ego in the restaurant industry yeah ever you will not succeed if you have an ego however i have met some of the biggest egos i've ever encountered in my life in the restaurant with the chefs oh with any i mean chefs bartenders yeah yeah, yeah. the hierarchy as it dribbles through the restaurant all the way to the the host you know it's like just ugly ego and i feel like that's the opposite because you know, it's called the service industry for a reason, but it's such a privilege to be able to serve people food yeah, or drinks. Always. Like you're enriching that moment in their life. Yeah, exactly. So it's you also have a to privilege know. to have someone serve you. Yes. Because that statement could be taken wrong. For sure. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It, it's a privilege to serve and be served. Like you're giving someone something that they like, yeah. obviously like can't achieve at home. Yeah. And you're sharing that experience with them. Usually it's bred out of like creativity. But yeah, it's a privilege to go order food at a restaurant and yeah. like be able to pay for it, be healthy people enough to go out and get it. The a whole lot thing. of people like on the flip side, and it's it's cool that we're talking about the service industry, I think, because I don't know, it, it is it is it's just cool. Um it's not something that people will talk about often. People just think when they think servers, they think like fast food workers and stuff they don't think about the people that are running these things or the actual lives that are working in these places and so on the flip side of that a lot of people come in with their ego like oh it is an honor for you to serve me and you are (laughs) going to serve me how i want you to Uh. and so a lot of the times if you come across someone that's a server or a bartender or a chef or whatever and they have some sort of attitude towards whatever i mean you get thick skin working in this industry because you've been abused yes yes and if someone if your waitress waiter bartender whatever is being crappy with you before you get mad at them i want you to take a good hard look at yourself (laughs) and how you're asking for things if you're demanding things and how you are even looking at this person because a lot of the times we get seen as like maids in a sense like yes. you need to be getting me what i need because like you're I'm at a bottom you yeah if yeah, you 100%. want a tip first of all i don't care how bad someone did genuinely you need to tip the person same no matter like I think in my like i mean paying for myself like 15 years of eating out i've only ever stiffed someone one time yeah and that was a really like dude i think really inflammatory situation i think i think a really low tip sends a sends the message across more than no tip yeah 
Yeah, I agree. And yeah. what's funny is in 15 years, I can think of one time I didn't leave someone a tip that was at least 20%. Because to me, like, that's the baseline. And then if you have really good service, it's like more than yeah. that. And I know not everybody feels that way, but yeah. I've just like <clears throat> lost my soul in a restaurant so many times. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I was just talking about that, actually. Oh, so that's kind of why. So like Pigland, and that's why I started with like the food truck. And that's not why, but working out of the food truck and then like seeing that whole experience, you know, the relationship between the customer and the and the employee, whereas, you know, like somebody demanding something or somebody asking you for something or somebody treating you as like a lesser person than them on the food truck. It kind of doesn't exist so much because like physically you are above them. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. so it already kind of has like the psychological effect on it already. Like you're like down there. What do you want? You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe we haven't run out of it yet. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we have it. Maybe we don't. <laughs> but um, like when I opened up pig Latin, it was honestly the truck, the restaurant. I mean, it wasn't supposed to have servers at all. It was supposed to be just like, hey, we give you like a mixtape cover and then uh, we'll match the mixtape cover with your order. You know what I mean? And that's it. That's how we know who it is. But you order at the counter and that was it. And then we're like, yo, how do we how do we stop people from like asking for a server? Because it's not going to work out that way. And like the day one we opened up and it was just everybody wanted servers. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, all right, cool. But um, I still I still wasn't about it. And I was just trying to figure out a way to, to, to stop that that way of of of. of living i guess or whatever in a restaurant like i, I hate it and so because i because i would i would hear like the the servers at the restaurant i used to work at complain about their yeah. you know their guests or whatever and i was like dude that sucks that they're even like thinking like that way you know and so then when my business partner told me about the space available at kawadi for anju i was like hell yeah bro that's exactly what i want i don't want servers i don't want front of the house um because i don't like that experience of somebody tapping on their glass for for some assistance or somebody whistling, like, whistling or raising their hands like nah dude get the hell up and ask for some you know nicely yeah. how to you know for a glass of water like don't you know, use your words <laughs> yeah yeah like who do you think you are you know and so having that experience at Anju where they have to just come up to the desk we're equal people I'll take your order and I'll give you your food and you know we're equal people you know what I mean and so it's uh it's been an ex interesting experience to see the the change of uh I guess roles compared to like most I like that dining experiences yeah it is cool I like that a lot it is really cool um it's funny because people will. So if you guys have never been to Kauai before, first of all, um, you better hurry up because we, we <laughs> fill up like that. Not leaving like fifty people in there. <laughs> Secondly, um, you go to one of the uh, food pods, if you want to call it that, and you order, and they text you, um, which Anju says he says boo all the time, and it's so <laughs> funny. So whenever. You, their food's ready he says your food is ready boo and I'm like I feel like I just like hear him say that whenever I read that but um they text you when your food is ready to go pick it up so sometimes at the bar people will order and go sit down and I first of all I'm They're just expecting like a text I just or, will, or for me to go like whatever I just refuse I just I will stand there and I will put their drink right there and I'll just be like they don't see me. They don't see me. I'm not bringing yeah. I like that reversal. You're waving. You're like whistling. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happens. Sometimes I'm like waving at customers. I'm like, yo, yo, Matt, yeah. Matt. And they're like, oh, okay. And they get yeah, I'm like not leaving around my, yeah, yeah. sorry. Nope. I'm yeah. living it up. The fact that I don't have to like, it's tight. It really is tight. Awesome. It's like a self-serving place. And we don't have to worry about yeah. like the running, running around being, because, yeah. and if you take something to one person, everyone else yeah, thinks yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're going to sure. do it for them too. Yep. And I'm just not about that. No, totally. <laughs> it, it's really weird how like trained people are to. Yeah. 
for, to that old you know mentality of having a server have somebody get water for you like people will literally walk up to the cashier and be like hey oh, i'm gonna order this this and that and like um do you guys have any water? I'm like, there's literally water right, like right here. Like My cashier station, is right there, yeah. and water is right next to it. With glasses, yeah, glasses and everything. everything. And I'm just like, it's right there. And they're like, oh, okay. Like they're just like oblivious to the fact that they can help themselves. <laughs> there's like napkins and forks and chopsticks right next to the, the other side of the cashier. And they're like, oh, do you guys have any uh, napkins? And I'm like, yeah, that's right there. It's right there. And like, oh, okay. Sorry. Restaurants have created lazy people. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's there's cool to see to be served, part of the yeah. shift. You know. Like we should all be self-sufficient, you know. Like why, why rely on somebody to give me a fork? You know, like it's right there. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I have a few more questions, and we're kind of like, I'm looking at this clock, like, oh my gosh, I have too many questions and not enough oh, minutes. Yeah. But time isn't real. I know. Yeah, it's true. Time is a construct. <laughs> and You're birds are just aren't talking real. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing on your menu at both of your concepts? Okay. Um, at Pig Latin, it is the. The pig Latin plate, because it kind of just brings me back to this, like, classic Latin food. You know, it's plantains, rice, beans, and some, like, citrus garlic pork that we would have, like, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, you know, family parties or whatever. Plantain. And mm-hmm. then we're, like, the the sauce that we make for the island tacos, the island sauce. is like, our our brand, I guess. And we just, like, put it on there, and it's bomb. It's all good as hell together. Um, especially, though, if you got to squeeze a lime on top. Okay. <laughs> but right. um, at Anju, it's probably the chicken wings. Or the cauliflower the wings. Ca- okay. The cauliflower wings <laughs> are better than the regular wings, y'all. <laughs> the regular wings are bomb. But, bro, yes. you want to talk about, like, eating, like, vegan or vegetarian or vegan yeah, food yeah. or whatever, not knowing it's vegan or vegetarian. That's Colorado and a chicken wing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Well, a cauliflower wing. So yeah. good. Oh, my God. I'm hungry. I know. Me too, actually. This is a bad, this is a bad pot. I forgot to ask you if you guys like wanted some food and I was like, nah, they're like a bunch of like healthy ass people. Like I'm just going to, I can't bring no chicken wings and shit. (laughs) This brings me to my second and most important question. I'm about to start my own foodie podcast. Hell yeah. Can you be a guest? I would so fucking love to. And we will eat. So the whole concept is we're going to sit here and eat. And then we're going to discuss the food, the recipes. Let's do the 10,000 calorie challenge. Have you seen that? Interesting. I could do it. I want to do a podcast. Actually, I want to start a podcast. And I kind of, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or not. Yeah. My personal account. But I get stoned and I go to Costco. (laughs) And and then I just, I I document it. That sounds like the best (laughs) podcast ever. And my producer's over here like, yes. So I have a good following. Like every time I go, people are like, yo, best time of the week. And I'm just like, so I don't know, but I'm trying to do one with food as well. I was trying to do like talking and food. So whatever. Yeah. So I want to do, and I just have been like busy in school testing out and all that stuff. But foodie podcast is coming because I'm so passionate about food in Colorado Springs. Because I was going to try to segue from like what I bought at Costco to what I make with it and then eat it and then talk about it. So right. I don't know. So let's sorry. let's put a pin in that. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, 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 yeah. This is can good. I be your first guest? Absolutely, both of you. Can you do your ASMR eating? Oh shit! That'll be like that'll be a monthly special. Okay, <laughs> just crunching the cauliflower wings. Much Dude, noodles. You guys are well. You know, I, I want to do, do ASMR so bad. If I have a podcast, where I'm just like. Everybody, buddy, buddy, buddy. That would be so tight. I'm all about it. I was watching a duck ASMR TikTok the other Ducks? day. Okay, it was a duck dude. drinking water. It was like, I, I literally, okay, so I love seafood and raw fish so much. There's these two Korean ASMR mukbang, mukbang, mukbangers or whatever. Yeah. They eat like, 
live octopus and squid and it's just the noise and my mouth is drooling and I'm like this is so satisfying I need octopus in my mouth right now and I will watch it for hours super weird fact I don't care you think I'm weird it's weird it's so satisfying just like the chewiness of and, oh my god interesting alright I need his fucking oh sorry I need a freaking <laughs> raw seafood octopus podcast eating show I got you boo worry right. about that it's gonna be <laughs> fine I can smell a collab and it's just I'm, oh my this god this is like a Korean dish that yeah. has like chopped up uh, octopus baby octopus and is it alive it. it's tartar with octopus yeah yes. you can do that easily. yes yes yeah yes, yeah yeah yes yeah. Yes, yes, right. yes yeah it's all moving and stuff yeah I love it yeah, that yeah. creeps me out a little it's, it's not that bad it kind of sticks to your mouth but <laughs> <laughs> I'm Asian, man. That's and we do. Cool. We digress. Zach's never gonna leave us alone again. <laughs> He's okay. gonna yell at me for saying "cuz." You influenced me poorly, it's and fine. I hey, couldn't stop cussing. Cool. Cool. <laughs> There's a bleep button. It'll just oh. be extra work for us. No oh worries. damn! I'm sorry, okay, man. no, no, no. <laughs> We're all good. Work. So this is the next question. If you can tell us, I don't know. For sure. Um, what's in the pipeline? What are you gonna uh, do? Uh, I can't tell you about one of them because it's kind of working right now right. a little bit but um i just want to like i don't know just bring things i want to make places that make people want to stay here okay because i've heard a lot of you know since i've been here for like 14 years um the people like you know grow up here and then they leave and at least that was the old mentality and i think more now it's shifting to like you know cultivating the community mm-hmm. but i, I want Colorado Springs to be like the cool place to hang out at. Like, there's so much room for it. There's so many like voids here to fill. That it's just it's amazing because it feels just like an empty canvas. I'm like, oh, what? I can do that there. I can do that here. I can do this there. Whatever. Like, I'm not gonna be great at all of it, but at least if I get the ball rolling and somebody outdoes me, great. Because then I can outdo that. And it's it's never competition. It's just growth. You know what I mean? And so like, why why worry about somebody doing the same thing as you if you can do it better? Then then go ahead and do it better. And if they can do it better, good for them. You know, like the community won and the community wins you win at the end of the day as well so like what, what's the problem you know I, don't know I love to hear it yeah i love to hear it that's that's exactly how we feel and we work with people who feel that way um you know our producer's nodding his head like we um my his wife and i both do makeup i've never been in competition with her ever because we always only help each other for and sure that is so rare especially in like the beauty industry and same, I mean, when we started, or I guess when we took over Elevated Nutritional Performance, like our goal was always only to empower like other athletes, other business owners, like get to get like put people together. Like, oh, you need a personal trainer? We have a bunch. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, you need this? We have a bunch. Like that is our goal is to create connection and to create a community because at some point, you know, we want ENP to live on forever. Right. But at some point that might not be the thing. So we're going to need a community behind us totally. for whenever we like have to do something or start something or, yeah. or change. Like the best thing I've ever heard was somebody told me that whenever you're, you second guess your idea because somebody else is doing it, just walk down the bread aisle. Yeah, exactly. Yes, bro. Yes. Walk yes. down the bread aisle. You're right. You're 100 yeah. right. Yeah. Thousands of bread, same things. You know, different cat, but yeah, people just like different things. Yeah. Yeah, and their idea might be the whole wheat. You might be the honey wheat. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. You'd be the honey wheat. Yeah. I was having I this discussion it. yesterday with somebody, and I was just like, dude, like, there's no reason to ever feel like 
someone is copying off you or that or that or that or well actually no it was a deeper conversation than that it was about uh it was about uh, relationships and it was about like if somebody breaks up with you it's not it's never like that you're not good enough it's that you're just not meant for that person or you're not meant for that connection but there's always someone who you are good with you yeah. know what i mean and so why worry about it if they just saved you time and you say, you know, you just look for what's right now for what's wrong, you know? And so if I make shitty Island tacos, um, I hopefully make good risotto balls or I do something else. <laughs> and somebody comes to me for, or if somebody comes to us for drinks or for whatever, but we, we you just got to try to be good at, at what you're good at and fix and work on what you're not, but don't, don't, don't not even do it. You know, don't, don't quit on it before you start it. You know? I love that. Let's be honest. It's the plantains because you can't get yes, anywhere well, else Thank town. you so much. Yeah, it's the plantains. <laughs> okay. Did you tell him that we do our our happy hour, our things we're happy about? Okay. So we do. <laughs> no, she's I telling him right tell now. Okay. <laughs> so at the end of every show, um, okay. we go around and we say at least one, sometimes two or three things that we're like happy for, grateful for, excited for. One of so. each. Um, no, it could be oh, anything. Okay. It doesn't have to be related to the podcast. It could be random. It could be anything. So, all right. Um, I guess like we were saying before, I'm I'm excited to see the growth that happens from this horrible time in our life right now. I'm happy to see like the complete opposite or the contrast or the yeah whatever develops, whatever people's mentalities and technology and ideas that stem from from this worldwide you know issue w- w- how that changes everything you know i feel like it's just it's something we haven't experienced before so it'll be interesting to see w- you know what's new i like that amber oh. um okay so a few days ago i got drunk and cried about losing my jobs super depressing <laughs> just call me emo okay so but um <laughs> But then I realized, I mean, the next day I was like, dude, I have like the coolest, most amazing people in my life, not even like outside of work, at work. I have like literally the most amazing people around me that are all going through the same thing. And I'm like, I just, there's literally no reason to freak out the way that I was. I'm definitely not alone. And even if I was, I have all these people around me. And so I'm just super grateful to have like amazing energy surrounding me at all times that make me feel like I'm okay when I don't think I am. I love that. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love fest. Um, so mine is, is not podcast related, but I'm back at a place where I am able to enjoy things creatively so like i had stopped doing makeup altogether because of the pandemic like i couldn't and then i didn't want to and i kind of went through all the stages of grief of like losing that um so the past couple weeks like we're able to do that again you know with certain precautions and i basically kind of am back at a place where i'm taking appointments and clients like by referral only yay which makes me feel super blessed and super grateful that like people are even still like referring me by name that I have clients that trust me. And then that creative outlet has been missing for a long time. And so, um, to do something I haven't done for like eight months has been amazing. So I've done two makeups this week and it's just been Yay! like, I, I always feel closer to myself when I get to do that. And maybe it's not the thing that's going to make me all the money in the world, but it's the thing it that makes, makes me happy. so happy. Love yeah. So you. I'm happy to have that kind of puzzle piece, like back in my life the way 
like on my terms the way I want it. Yay. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, especially awesome. coming from like the episode where we talked a lot about things that you were struggling with. And I feel like it's definitely help you a lot. Oh, so speaking of that, um, at my brokerage, at our weekly meeting, one of our brokers encourages us to spend at least 20 minutes per week. Okay. Per week. Like doing a self-care task. And she's speaking to a room full of people who work like 80 hours a week. There's no mm-hmm. business hours. Like it's crazy town. Right. And they're all making money. So it's cool. But she's like 20 minutes a week is all you need. Start there and, and do more. And I thought that was so liberating to put such a small amount of time on it. And then when at the end of the week, when I kind of tallied up all the things that I was able to do for myself, of course, it was like way more than 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And I just think that like mindfulness, like it doesn't yeah. have to be a big deal. It just can be like a little thing. Um, was really cool. Yeah, so awesome. I love that because it kind of took the pressure off and then I was able to reflect like, oh, wow, like I actually did way more than that in self-care stuff, which is super elusive to me. So I felt good about that. Yay. So now I've said two things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Say, say more if you want. No, you guys say more things. <laughs> no, I'm done. You're done. That's it. Um, okay. So I do have a second thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super happy that it's snowboarding season. Okay. All right. You have no idea. If it weren't for snowboarding, I probably would be dead. Okay. That was super deep. No, I'm not. No, no I wouldn't. I'd I be mean, really, I'd you be were really in your depressed. banana costume. I'd be really depressed, honestly, because yeah. you can't really do anything right now. There's no outlet for anything, really. You have to kind of get creative at this point. Nothing is open. Um, so shouts to snowboarding. If they do close the mountains, though, I'm going to have to make a bomb. You will be in a deep depression. <laughs> is this a threat? To the, to Vail Resorts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> So this kind of brings me a little off topic, but I do want to ask you, Andre, like, what do you do to take care of yourself? Be it like, like physical, mental, how do you take care of yourself and and accomplish the things you need to accomplish? So I found it interesting what you were saying about the, the 20 minutes a week thing. So like when I have time, um, which I've started to create for myself, um, to maintain my sanity, um, I like to to do like whatever comes to mind. Like I try to be spontaneous and if I have time and if I have money, I just try to be like, hey, if somebody's like, yo, you want to go to uh, Hot Springs? I'm like, yes, let's just go. Let's just go. Fuck it. Whatever. I got nothing to do. Nothing holding me here. Let's just do it. But um, so spontaneity for sure is like a major part of my life. Like I have, I try to have like no schedule at all. <laughs> It's like if okay. I look at my calendar, I'm oh like gosh, nothing, 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 nothing. And I should, but I should have stuff in there, but I just don't put it in there just to, just to like try to keep my mind working. But also just to like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, um, what I'm saying <laughs> is that or like just recently, <laughs> just recently, <laughs> um, I bought eye cream. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I never wear eye cream. I never wear okay. any kind of, I never wear any <laughs> kind of cream, you know? So we have a self-care beauty routine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I started, I started okay. a routine. I appreciate it. And so it. I started putting on some like rose petal ice cream, uh, eye, eye cream <laughs> or something, you know? And I was like, wow, fuck it, whatever, what right? Right, right? Because yeah. I mean, shit's a dark, you know? And <laughs> and so... So how do you feel? You put your eye cream on? I put it on, I slap it on or whatever. You got to pat it. You can't, yeah. you can't move it or whatever, right? So your ring <laughs> finger has the lightest touch. Thank you. So oh, if you're oh, applying oh. product, it's your ring finger. Thank you. I, think, I used to see my yeah. mom doing that, but I was yes. just like not paying attention finger. which finger it was. Uh-huh. Okay. I always just do like 
like that. But all right, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, re- just remember. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. But also, um, I've been. Um, I mean, ugh, I guess find out the right thing to do, but I've been like retail therapying a lot, right. <laughs> and like I'm like, damn, I shouldn't be doing this because I'm just buying nonsense. But <laughs> Buy me something. Nonsense. What's your favorite thing you bought? That's a good one. That's a good one. So uh, I bought myself an espresso <gasps> to make some better than Keurig coffee. An Keurig espresso, like a Nest espresso. Yeah, a yes, espresso. Those yes. are so good. I know. Because I had a Keurig and I was like, nah, bro, this thing's clogged. Yeah. It doesn't make any. Keurig like, the coffee doesn't it. taste like anything. As this Nespresso on point. I've been drinking mad milk now. I don't drink milk ever. And then uh, <laughs> I just got milk coming out. I'm about like, to get fat, dude. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> I lost like seventeen pounds in a month, so I got to gain some back. But uh. I've been doing that. Um, I've been trying to get back in the gym, but then like gym started closing again. And so I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to wait. You know, because in the name of spontaneity, I can't wait. You no know, 15 minutes to get into the gym. Right. And you're I also not, can't. And also, I'm, also not gonna, I'm also not going to call to schedule it because that's anti-spontaneous, you know. And so I'm just like, <laughs> so I'm just like, if it's not spontaneous, I'm not taking this part. It's kind of marvelous because I'm going to take a wide step and say you do not have ADHD. <laughs> because I could not live my life that way if I don't write it down a million times all around me, it won't happen. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to create a balance with that. I actually started creating a counter for myself because I was like, "Yo, why am I always stressed out?" And I was like, "Oh, because I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on." So I'm just like, "All right, I gotta like." So this one, like today's thing, I was like, "All right, uh, 5:45." Oh, uh, he wrote us down. Yeah, it was literally better, that dude. for sure. And then sometimes I forget to like put the right year, and it's like it schedules it off for like last year or for next year. And so I'm like, <laughs> "What? Yeah, In yeah, your phone? Yeah, what? yeah, or like next month, like the wrong month. I accidentally oh hit the wrong God. month, and I'm like, shit, like." <laughs> <laughs> but, scheduling is not your thing. No, it's not. Well, it's not. but thank you so much for being here today. Thank you guys so much yeah. for having me. This is do you Great talk. want to drop some of your socials so people can follow you and stuff? Sure. So if you guys want to follow me in my Costco trips, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the notorious PIG uh, or on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anju Korean Eats and uh, Pig Latin Cocina on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Maybe Twitter's a little private, so get out of there. Don't do that. Get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so you find out Chef Trey has an OnlyFans that he links to his Twitter. Oh, he does. Um, I'm working on it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you really keep the lights on at yes. both of the concepts. Um, but yeah, thank you for sitting down with us. Thank you guys I so appreciate much. any deep talk we get to have with any of our guests. Sure. And so for you to be willing to go there with us was awesome. Totally. This is great. And um, I will see you two back here for our foodie podcast. Yo, we're eating yes. life, squid and a Yes. Yo, yo, like, uh, if there's anything, like, I don't cook for myself, I cook for others. And, like, if I go home, I eat, like, instant ramen. So if you guys <laughs> want food, for real, like, I'll just get down. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I hope you mean that. I totally, okay. totally right. freaking do. Yes. <laughs> Thank wow, you. thanks yes. for finally right getting it together. Right. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Okay. Totally yeah. Amber, you want to you sign us out? Thanks so much, guys, for watching the Elevator Channel Performance Podcast. <laughs> Elevator Results. We'll see you next week where we talk about you'll know when we get there. Love you all. <laughs> we love you. Zach will be back next week. Bye. He might not. He might be fired because he didn't show up. This was a good show. This is a no-call, no-show. Yeah, we're fine. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Elevated Results. We are bringing this content to you from the Level 4 studio in downtown Colorado Springs. Find them on Facebook.
Facebook and Instagram at Level 4 Podcast Network. Find us online at www.weareenp.com or on social media at WeRENP. If you have questions or want to be on our show, shoot us an email to sales at WeRENP.com. Thank you again for your support and please leave us a review on this podcast and share it with your friends. Tune in next week.